0: Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul, right here on SelfDiscoveryMedia.com. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, The knowingist. Ah, I'm so happy to be interviewing him on Knowist. What is a Knowist? We're going to find out. Billy Mandanino. We're going to be speaking about his wonderful new book that has come out, which is The Knowist. What is a Knowist? What do we need to know in the now? How do we stay present in our present? presence, which very often we don't because we're always projecting forward, looking back or complaining about the now. And he says as an author, teaching people to become more aware of the gifts in the present moment. This is his book. The noise is full of wisdom from his own journey, the inspiration and the truth that Billy presents in his new book. The noise is a life-changing creation. Billy dives deep into the essence of all of us and breaks down the present moment living in a very unique way. He is from California. He has a wonderful wife and children and claims that he fell in love with his wife and santa barbara simultaneously it's a magical city that brought them together 25 years ago the inspiration of truth that billy presents in the newest is a life-changing creation and we're going to dive right into that creation today because he's talking my language anybody that's listened to my shows before i'm always talking about the knowingness and the knowingness has been present in the now the gift of the present welcome to the show billy
1: thank you so much sarah i'm honored to be here i appreciate your heart your intention to elevate this planet with higher levels of vibration energy and that's what i'm about living in the present moment as a nowist is how we shift this planet it's one person it's one present moment at a time and not getting ahead of ourselves not looking backwards not looking forward but putting your energy in this present moment it's one of the most difficult things i think for people to do because we're so caught up in a time-bound world Uh, and it's the illusion as einstein said right this time is an illusion why are we lost in an illusion It's because of this illusion that we are out of the present moment. So that's my mission. That's my focus is to get into the present moment consistently as a way of life. And that's what we're here to talk about today.
0: Excellent. And being present. That is the present of life. That's the gift of life. And, um, you know, what we seed and water and nurture today is what's going to grow tomorrow. But so many people are worrying about what they're going to seed tomorrow that they've forgotten about the gift of today. And when tomorrow comes... They're looking at the next tomorrow and they're wondering why nothing's growing. when well, you're not paying attention to the energy and the gift of the now. What is happening to you right now? It could even be the cosmic two by four that has just literally hit you on the side to saying you're in the wrong direction. We're going to flatten you so that you can rise up in a different light, in a different meaningful purpose. Everything has a reason, doesn't it? But we're inclined to look to blame. Right. Blame somebody for it instead of looking at it as a sign, because very often it's just a sign.
1: It is. It's true. I like I call those spiritual breadcrumbs. I learned that from one of my great teachers, Dr. Wayne Dyer, He
2: mm, called them spiritual
1: I breadcrumbs. I reference spiritual breadcrumbs in my book because the synchronicities and I know your audience knows what synchronicities are these synchronicities show up in our life, but we don't follow these spiritual breadcrumbs. Because we're so caught up in our past future conditioning that we miss the present moment. Yes. And usually these spiritual breadcrumbs show up to teach us something. And if you follow them, they take you to your purpose, to your great Dharma, to the next thing in your life, instead of focusing so much on what might happen if I chose this or what mm-hmm. you know happened in the past is going to happen again. And you know, your past does not equal your future. You need to learn this present moment is the greatest gift you've been given and you need to put your energy into it and your awareness and your imagination and, and change your stars through that presence. And most people um, don't have that conditioning. Well, I teach people through living as a nowist and teaching through my coaching program and through my website and through the online teachings and the free teachings that I have on all my social media sites, teach people how to do that as a way of life. As a nowist, I live 90% in the present moment and 10% in the world. I mean, Uh, it hits the fan. I got emails, I got appointments. I'm a realtor, a property manager. I'm married to my beautiful wife. We have a 15-year-old daughter. I I love golf. I'm a musician. I have a record that just came out in May and have a band. All these things that I do, you'd think that would be, how how in in the earth could I do all these things without stress? Mm -hmm. The reality is 90% of my day, I do all of those things without stress. And it can be taught.
0: Well, a lot of it is just um, a certain amount of time management needs to be there. That's the the physical human side of things. But it's um, don't do too many things at once. Be present with the one thing. You get it done. Now you can be present with the next thing and you can get it done. But if you're trying to be present with all of the things at the same time, all of a sudden you're on overload and nothing is getting done.
1: Sarah, it's been proven. Yale did a study that forty 47% of the time, human beings, when you're in an interview, when you're at the gym, when you're at dinner with a family member, when you're in an office meeting, 47% of the time, our brain is not the same place our feet are. Our <laughs> thoughts are not the same place that our feet are. We're a distracted society. Mm-hmm. You know, this was mm-hmm. social media. They call it Instagram, like a gram of cocaine, because yeah. people get this hit of, <laughs> yes. oh my gosh, like, I, I need this. How many likes? my life? <laughs> so we're in this society, it was this instant gratification society. And if our thoughts are not where we are almost 50% of the time, where our feet are, our physical body is, we live in this distracted community and society as a way of life. So my job and my mission and my dharma is to go the opposite Right. Find where the masses go, go the opposite direction. Your chances are better of being a fulfilled person, fulfilling your dharma in this world, and being of service to people in a bigger and better way. And then that's how we change the world. We, we change the world by being of service to ourselves first, yes. and then paying it forward to those that, that don't have this awareness or those that aren't as fortunate as we are to have this awareness. It's about being of service. It's not what's in it for me. Yeah. It's how can I serve? And well, that just,
0: what's in it for you is in the service. Amen. Right. Because That's when it. you are serving somebody and in, in a minuscule way, you've, you've helped them in any way, it's served you because you've served a purpose. You know, we're all here for a purpose. We all want a meaningful purpose. We're all a beautiful instrument that we've got to learn to play. Then find our orchestra to play it in and create a symphony that will help others rise up and discover uh, their
1: own purpose. Right. I love that you call that in my book. I call it a conscious conductor. Mm -hmm. being a conscious conductor is one of the chapters of the book and it's it's like when you I remember when I was seven seventh grade and I went to the symphony for the very first time and I see this guy with the black tails and the baton leading these 80 brilliant instruments and all in perfect synchronicity and perfect harmony and perfect timing and tempo and I'm a Mm -hmm. musician so back then it chose me and I thought now and I look back and think wow this conductor was in charge of all this and how am I conducting my life? How am I a conscious conductor orchestrating my life and keeping the harmony, the symphony and the synchronicity, all of that in line. And when you can learn to do that as a conscious conductor, which means Mm -hmm. you're awake, you're aware, you're present, you're here, Mm -hmm. your life changes. and You can control it just like that orchestra conductor, just like a conductor with his baton. You have the power to shift through synchronicity, through harmony, through experiences of melody and love in your life. And You are the conscious conductor, but how do you condition yourself to live that way? And if you don't, you'll just be taken over by the minutiae and the inertia of living in this time-bound world. The key is to get out of the time-bound world through awareness.
0: Yes, and awareness first of self. Uh, You really cannot be of service to anyone else until you know who and what and why you are. And it's not what others expect you to be. I wasted a good 50 years of my life on trying to be what other people wanted me to be. Mm. And all I did is got myself into a pretzel. uh, And I always felt unfulfilled and felt rather like a loser because I could please this one, but I couldn't please this one. And it was like, what's wrong with me? There was nothing wrong with me. It's when I became me. And decided that Sarah was enough being Sarah and that Sarah will grow at her own stage at her own platform in her own presence, that she will be enough for the people that need her to be enough for. But this illusion that we've got to fit into everybody else's expectation uh, has become, I think, a soul destroyer
1: Mm. completely
0: of humanity.
1: Sarah, you touched on a couple things there for me, which coming through is I I don't know I mean I don't want I have no affiliation with Oprah Winfrey, I just love her. She is my neighbor here in, in Montecito. She lives oh. a couple miles away. I don't know her personally. I just know of her force in this oh, world, and I think yes. she's probably, in my opinion, the most powerful woman on the planet right now. She wrote a book recently called "What Happened to You." I don't know if you've read it, but no, I highly I recommend it just. to you and your audience. Mm-hmm. What happened to you? Most therapists say, What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like shifting this question. Yes. Dr. Bruce Miller, who she wrote the book with, is a brilliant psychologist of 40 years, child psychologist. What happened to you changes. Yes. And when you read the book, it teaches you about the trauma. And you you touch sign, of, am I enough? Right. You're yeah. trying to compete with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. People think that you, you know, you have to compete with them and you please them. But this this child, not that I'm about looking back. But when you can figure out what happened to you, not what's wrong with you, there's yes. a shift and you have this awareness and you realize that you don't have to go back to solve your problems. The is in this present moment, you shine the light of awareness and the light of presence on that. And you can transmute this as the alchemist does in that beautiful mm. book from Paolo Coelho. You can transmute this base metal into gold, this yeah. fundamental problem you have in your life into gold through higher levels of awareness, higher levels of consciousness. And that alchemy is what changes your life.
0: I've been doing this nine and a half years now and I've done over 2000 shows myself and the common denominator is this people have received that cosmic two by four that realization that they've been living an illusion or some trauma has happened to them and believe me some of the people with what they've been through, it it is how could that have happened Mm. to one human being, yet they chose to find their strength, find their courage, find their abilities, and go through the process of healing. And on the other side, be of service to others who are going through it too. They're the best form of teachers, the best form of healers, because they understand and that strength and that courage that they have found in discovering themselves, and who they are, and that they are enough, they're not their trauma, Mm. their trauma was a catalyst to their strength, to their courage, to their abilities. It was set them on that path to make those discoveries. So when anything ever happens to us and we go like, why me? You know, it is because we're never given more than what we really can cope with.
1: You and make it's it an, your spiritual practice. Yes. You yes. make the affliction, the pain, the trauma, your spiritual practice. And I can speak, if I may, mm-hmm. I have a brief story to tell you about this year. January um, of this year, well, December 31st, my wife turned 50. And we couldn't have a party because, right. you know, it's COVID. So we decided to fly to Florida. So we fly to fly up Florida. There's this big party by Nelly, this artist named Nelly, is having a party on the beach. We figured, perfect, we're social distance for everybody. We're gonna be masked, we're outside. So we have this party, 31st of December this year, uh, actually 2020. And they said, no, we gotta move it inside. So they move it inside of this interior ballroom with 33,000 square feet. Everybody's still socially distanced. We stayed away, we had masks, there was no dance floor. So we have this party we have a great time. We fly back to Santa Barbara. And on January 6th, she and I both came down with these symptoms. I haven't had a flu or a cold in over a decade. I don't get sick. I'm so healthy. When you live as a nowist, you upregulate these epigenetics, these DNA expressions through peace, uh-huh. through presence, through imagination. So I have a very healthy immune system. Long story short, January 8th, she and I both tested positive for COVID.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Then we gave it to our 15-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. They healed up in about a day and a half. They were totally fine. I was in this bed for 10 days with 102 fever. I was so sick. After the 10th day, I broke my fever. I quarantined for the appropriate amount of days. I felt like I do now. I went golfing. The next morning, I wake up here again, numb, head to foot. I couldn't feel anything. Turns out that I, from COVID, had a contracted Guillain-Barre syndrome.
2: What is that? And I was
1: completely paralyzed. I had to learn to walk again. I spent 21 nights in the hospital. Guillain-Barre syndrome is an autoimmune response where your, your immune system overreacts Mm. and the myelin sheath, which is the the insulation around your nerves, Mm -hmm. your own immune system eats it away. So all the electricity in your body is gone. So -hmm. I had no motor skills. I was completely paralyzed in a hospital bed for seven days. Thank God for the local doctors here. And thank God for this spiritual practice that I've had for so many years. I was able to upregulate DNA expressions along with the immunoglobulin G that they gave me. And I walked out of that hospital with a cane 21 days later, two weeks later, I shed the cane. And I'm completely hundred percent healed. I'm in a 5 percentile of people that recover from guillain brace without any lasting numbness, lame limb, uh, brain fog, neuropathy, all these problems. And it's a miracle. All the doctors and the infectious disease locally has been studying my case and they can't put in their medical journals, oh. what healed me because the nowist yes. is not really a medical term to right. live as a, as a person out of, stress in your imagination and healing yourself in these quantum worlds but speaking sarah about making your difficulty and your problem your spiritual practice that's exactly what i did
2: Uh and
1: i don't know if you know who dr joe Dispenza is no he's a wonderful scientist slash spiritual spiritualist he's this brilliant man who has combined his you know his spiritual practice with the scientific left brain that he has He's he healed himself from a devastating uh, paralysis in a car accident back in the 1987. Anyway, similarly. So I was channeling his information. I was praying, meditating, visualizing. And I'm claustrophobic. I spent four and a half hours in an MRI tube. Mm. And it yeah. was doing the nowest meditation and meditating and praying and breathing. But my point is from this story is that I was completely, this was just, you know, I, I got checked out of the hospital February 16th of this year. Uh-huh. And the and they did a cover front cover story on the local paper here. It was huge. I had hundreds of people praying for me that I did not even know. Right. And that collective consciousness, yes. that quantum prayer that I received is part of the reason I healed as well. Yeah. The doctors were brilliant. I don't discount them. I needed them. They right. administered immunoglobulin G, which was life saving to me to my immune system. But well, you couple that with this type of teaching, the spiritual practice, this quantum realization. It shifted everything. So I made that trauma in my life, my spiritual practice. Uh And now what do I get to do? I get to serve more people through my, and that's what I'm sure with the people you've worked with, Uh that they find a way to serve through their trauma, through what they went through. There's a way through it that's more powerful if they did not have experience. And I wouldn't change it. I would change the fact that my wife and daughter couldn't see me for 21 days. They didn't know if I was going to live. It was traumatic to them, but I wouldn't change the experience because it taught me so much about my, my process and how I live in this world. So then I can pay it forward and serve other people.
0: Right, yeah, the my fascia people don't realize is actually the, you know, the, the fiber optics that go through the body that work from the brain for everything else to work you know, because I've had some damage on that as well. And it really is something that um, if not attended to, it can actually be a permanent thing. So the, the fact that you actually attended to it straight away from both sides, Yes. you know is the reason why you got your whole body back because it's so misunderstood by most doctors um and they don't know what it is about acupuncturists and various massage therapists mm-hmm. and other people do understand obviously energy healers understand yes. because it is okay. it is your energy that runs through your body
1: Truly, and it needs I was to doing, run free <laughs> absolutely there's this the golden for the golden highway between yes. you down your your cerebellum to your sacrum there's a oh energy flow and that's, that's what i was focused on doing pono, which in ancient hawaiian i don't know if you've ever done a pono. it's a brilliant hawaiian you. practice i was doing that on myself and the so many different spiritual techniques that i've learned over the years and the the result if you will was was so profound and i've been able to help so many people through their trauma through my experience, which just oh, happened a few months ago, that it's been remarkable. And I'm just so grateful for it. I, I've made it my spiritual practice, and I offer that up to you and your audience. Yep. Let the, tar- the hard, traumatic things in your life become your spiritual practice. And that's what Eckhart Tolle who wrote, The Power of Now, speaking of the now. Yes. He, he was suicidal in the beginning of his book, and he was at 29 going to end his life. And he had such a tra- trauma to his awareness, to his thinking mm. mind. That he had this split, and it bro- brought him into the most spiritually influential teacher on the planet right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Accurately. And, you know, the, the thing is, is all spiritual teachers will come from some form of trauma. Yes. Because it is that trauma that helps us actually understand the human body and the spiritual. Um, you know, the, the need of the two to merge together. Um, Mindless, I found, yes. I was born a very spiritual person. I played with dead people. I, you know, I could see people's futures. I could do all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a hard time fitting in in the human realm because yes. people are so nasty to each other they they and it's are. just like i don't understand it because it's so harmful it is so harmful to our psyche to our well-beingness mm. to the general well-beingness of the planet and all living things it's that negative vibration is so thunderous even mother earth right now she said i can't take this hate anymore that's the reason why i'm cracking up and spitting up and throwing yes. up, you know, right. because she can't take this. Kaya has had enough. Yes. She's
1: fighting back to defend yes, herself.
0: She is. And um, unfortunately, humans are the slowest creatures in the world to learn because they're always looking outside. You yep. know, we be talked before the, the show, you know, pointing the finger Well, there's street mm-hmm. pointing back at you, mate. There
1: it you is. know,
0: what, what are you going to do about it? What's your reaction to it? Are you, you know, fueling the fire of hate? Right. Um, you know, it's if we uh, I'm a, I'm a true colors uh, coach as well. And if we look at everybody else's perspective and how we all see it, we're oh. all seeing it from a particular angle, which is to do with our personality trait and how we communicate. Yes. But if we took the time to look at it from all sides, we would see a whole picture and through the whole picture, they can't really be the finger pointing because we're all right in our own perspectives. But when you put the whole there now, you actually have a, more information on what you can do about it.
1: We are all one. Sarah, what is N-O-W spelled backwards? One. <laughs> yes. backwards. When you're in the now, yes. you've won. You've won yes. your presence. It's also homonym, yes. O-N-E, one. Right one now. infinite source, one divine mind, one consciousness, one humanity, one energy source of humanity that we all come from, that we all return to. Yes. Like when you can get into that oneness, mm-hmm. that is when you find out. Wait, my timing is good. I'm in flow. I'm de- distracted from so many things because I'm all in tangent mode. Yeah, the oneness, the simplicity, simple. It's just it's a simple thing. But the problem is our mind doesn't like simplicity. We like to no. place. We like mixing mixing everything up and mucking it up and letting it. Oh, it's our- more
0: complicated than that. Well, simplify it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I had a ten-year-old who'd written a book. Uh, come on the show, and it was uh, 365 days of um, of gratitude with a positive attitude. And she said, "I don't understand. If it, if it makes you unhappy, change it. Simple. You know. And it's why do we complicate things so much?" Is this our intellectualism? No, it's not very smart.
1: It's our egos. It is our ego. It's our egos. EGO, Dr. Wayne, once again, EGO, edging God out. That was his famous acronym, edging God out. So why are egos so concerned about making our life better when all they do is get in the way? Right. We're not in the oneness, we're in two-ness. And how could oneness ever recognize two-ness, right? It wouldn't be one. Mm -hmm. So why are we so caught up in the duality of things when it's all one? It's the oneness. That's why simple things like now still backward is one. It helped you quick trigger like one no, no. Awareness is the key. If I can get aware of this present moment and find that energy there and use my, one of the greatest gifts we've been given is our imagination. Oh. Use your imagination to focus on how it is. That's how I healed myself in that hospital bed. I kept seeing myself. I had a live seminar in May coming up at the time and I, we just had, it was a two day live seminar It was fabulous. It was a wonderful experience. We served so many people. But I kept seeing myself paralyzed, but I kept seeing myself on that stage with my band, performing the songs, serving the people, doing the meditations, having these wonderful engagements with people. And I saw myself playing golf at Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. I saw myself at home with my wife and daughter, and my dog, living with that imagination. What do you know? The universe conspired with that. because It's going to give you the things. picture
0: that you'll project.
1: Absolutely. Right? It's you know, if they to say, there. be
0: careful what you ask for right so you know i'm i'm a I, have, I was a very sickly child um and we didn't have tv or radio or uh, phones or any tablets or anything of those days you just laid in bed and you had your imagination Absolutely. and so i astral traveled and I created the lifestyle I wanted. And I paralleled, you know, I lived in that lifestyle that I couldn't live physically in. And I still do that. I don't go to sleep without a movie going on in my head. I can't hear music without a movie going on in my head that I'm creating.
1: Brilliant. Because, you know, we live in that semi-somulant state right before we go to bed. Mm-hmm. Right. The last five minutes of your day. If you spend your time there focused on most people focus on what went wrong with their day, yeah. or what's gonna to happen tomorrow that's yeah. gonna to be bad. Oh, my busy schedule, the stuff I gotta do, my family, my appointments, and you marinate before you go to bed. Yeah. That last five minutes of your days, the thoughts you have, they stay in your subconscious for four hours. Yes. So if you want to focus on that, yeah. the universe is going to conspire with you when you wake up and say, oh, you want more of your crappy things to happen in your right. life? Here they come. But if you spend that energy focused on what it is you want, just like I was healing myself, seeing yes. myself from the end. When I, I've done a lot of talks for, for high school and, and middle school students around the, this county. And whenever I get to this section of my talk where I say, I don't believe in goals. I don't believe in goal setting mm-hmm. because... Thinking about the end is different than thinking from the end. When you can learn to think from the end, which is here now, it's done with your imagination. When you let your subconscious mind run it, you know, you, you are already living in that end and all five of your senses about the end. It's like, oh gosh, when I make a million dollars, when yeah, I get yeah. married, when I have kids, when I buy that house, I'll be happy. It's backwards. Thick mm-hmm. not Han says there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Yes. And that is a simple talk about simplicity. Yeah. That's so simple. That if you're not so happy
0: nice. and you're not immersed in what you're doing, then you're doing something wrong. Now, this is not to say that there aren't some drudgery to do with things, right? You well, know, of course, there's, we're in a there's physical all, body. We're, yeah, but there's, you know, there's also like when you're working, there's certain aspects of it, like there's a chore rather than the pleasure, right? And it's okay, you're just going to automate it. For me, music in the ears and off I go. Right. The, the music yes. is is stimulating me while the mind is just doing what I need to do because it's more the mindless stuff, you know, getting back to the orchestra, having just actually come back from Montreal and, and going oh. to a concert for the first time in years wow. and seeing that music. And it was Raphael, a young composer, really physical in his whole thing. He can't compose Yeah, he, um, he was flying everywhere. Um, the whole beauty of it is, is that every single one of those people that have bought their gift, they've bought their presence. And each one of them could play individually. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not taking away from the individual, but we're saying when you put the individuals together in harmony, in sync with each other, and there is that conductor that is Bringing those energies together softly and crescendo and back down again. It is such a beautiful experience mm. and it heightens your senses so much. It lifts you right up, it takes you on a journey, it has you out in the stratosphere. It's absolutely wonderful. But it took all of those beautiful individual gifts to create this one massive gift that we all
1: share. Separation and oneness. Yes. There is our human planet, our human condition. Yeah. Think about that. You know, being a musician and and I've done so many shows where you have to play your best music, your best performances come when you are completely committed to the lyric, to the song, Mm -hmm. to the instrument. So you imagine 80 members of an orchestra, they are all in presence. That earlier study I gave you from Yale, 47% Mm -hmm. of the time, our feet in our mind are not in the Mm -hmm. same place. When you are in music, there's, that's why it's the universal law. When you are in yes. an orchestra, I'm getting chills talking about it right now because it's so true. When you are in music, you are in the oneness. You are, your presence, I'm sure it's more like 90% there. Oh, yeah. To the 40%, because you cannot connect to the lyric, the song, the melody, the tempo, the tuning, the pitch, mm-hmm. and the energy without being present. Right. So being a conscious conductor is so important because yeah. that is our cue. That is an example of how should you live your life. You should mm. be the conscious conductor of your life. The orchestra, the instruments are those things that happen to your life. Yes. All the events that show up, the good, the bad, the the, the, the flutes are a little bit too fast. And he brings them right back in. You're, yes. you're a little sharp. You know, they check your pitch. Like yeah. you, you can orchestrate your life. You can just be this conscious conductor. And living as a nowist is how you do it. It's mm-hmm. being in the present moment with your energy as a way of life, as a practice of a of a primed individual that knows how to live there consistently. Yeah. And it can be taught. That's oh, what I'm
0: all yeah. About. Oh, no, 100%. Um, I know that if I make any decisions from my head first and my head only, uh, they're going to fail. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good or logical or rational it sounds, it's going to yeah. hit. If my soul, um, my divine soul presence, and I put, you know, the gut information, because you know and you don't know why you know. You just know the knowingness, yes. right? Yes, yes. And when it resonates with that heart and excitement and the spirit wants to get into action and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it, you're in truth. Mm. You are in truth. You can't fight against that. You may not even understand what it is you know in that moment, but you know and your entire presence knows what to do with it. Just allow.
1: Would I know for 100% for sure is when I have to make big decisions in my life, the thought is the lie and the feeling is the truth. Yes. Every time. My intuition has never let me down no. 100% of the time. It bats a thousand.
0: If my the core doesn't agree with lie. it, it doesn't happen.
1: The heart is a, <laughs> yeah. there's a nine foot yeah. energy field that shoots out of your body. It's the most yep. magnetic part of our yep. physical body is the heart. So your thought, right? You think your brain, oh, this, this massive electrical- It's the computer data. It's nothing. The energy <laughs> yeah. is in your heart. So yes. no wonder when you're making a decision, you think about it, you ruminate it, you cogitate, you get stressed out, you, you're you running all these. No, no, no. What is your feeling? What does your heart tell you? That's the answer. The thought's the lie. The feeling is the truth. Right. Your whole life would be much more simple if you made your decisions from that place. So I'm, I offer that up to you. Make your decisions from your heart, not your yeah, head.
0: Yeah. And, and if your core doesn't agree, if your core says no, listen to it. Don't go, oh, but well, you know, I know this person. Oh, I, I should, you know, no. you know, it's a good opportunity. But your core is saying, no, no, it, it's maybe right for someone else, not right for you. You know, and we talked about the planning. I get given uh, visions and I was mm-hmm. given one four years ago of a structure of where I meant to go with the podcast and and. Uh, with everything else that I'm meant to do and it laid it all out for me and for me then it becomes the graphic because it's the picture, I'm a visualer and Hmm. so the graphic was there how and whom, and when I'm meant to do it was out of my control Hmm. right, all I know is that that is what the achievement will be and it will be when it's meant to be with whom it's meant to be with
1: wow, that's impressive
0: and you can't fight it now many times people have come in and think, "Is this the person?" And I try, and it may not work out. Okay, I haven't lost anything. Mm-mm. All right, I just know that's the cul-de-sac. I'm not going to beat myself up how oh, I wasted time. No, no, I learned something yeah. from it, right? Amen. Right, and it's like I take what I've learned. Okay, okay, no, no, all right. B- you know, step such a broad field, we narrow it down mm-hmm. to people of those energies. And you know, my son's a businessman. He said, Mom, I'm going to do your business, but I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I said, I love you dearly. And you have a very successful restaurant, and the restaurant is based on your personality and your essence. Mm. But my work is based on that too. And I cannot go against my core. Sarah,
1: so you're now a nowist. You are now a sister.
2: <laughs> because
1: you understand about thinking, that's thinking from the end instead of about the end. You yes. know it intuitively because you're so in tune and in touch mm. with the reality of who you really are. Yeah, because Muktananda, the great saint, says that which is real never changes,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you know that this physical thing changes. Yes, the soul never changes. Yeah. So if you're making decisions from this physical thing that changes, you're you're on the wrong path. Right. You know, you think from the end instead of about the end, and mm-hmm. there you go. You allow you, you, the timing is doesn't matter. The why no, is what it matters. will be when the it's meant to be, matters.
0: right?
1: And letting go is what it's about, and you understand how to do that intuitively. You know that because you're already connected. Yes. And you know,
0: I, I was born that spiritualist, and I was always that. And then I went into the expectation world of yeah. you know, you've got to be. And you know, I'm brought up in a young woman in the '70s, and there was this illusion that you've got to be. This is success, and this is sexy, and this is that. It and, sold you know, to you, yeah. And it it, it sold to me. I thought, well, that's the only way I'm going to be seen. Yeah. But I realized that people didn't come and see me for that. They came. I have been a, a spiritual counselor since a child. I used to wow. counsel my teachers. I How do you it. know that? I don't know.
1: Oh, I love that. You know,
0: And I, don't, I didn't know. I just knew that what I told them at that time is what they needed to hear. I may not have understood it. It's just that they needed to know.
1: Sarah, I love it. talking with you because you prime such great ideas. And, I mean, I want to share something with you. Thank mm-hmm. you for priming this idea. When I was in uh, the hospital for all that time, I realized that the best way for me to heal fastest is to not put the focus on me. When I so when when an internal medicine doctor would come in, or when a nurse would come in, or a physical therapist, or I couldn't swallow, a swallow therapist would come in. I would think, how can I serve them while they're serving me? So I took all the attention off me and paid it forward through my physical therapist, my occupational therapist, my recreational—all of them. I thought, I'm going to therapize them, and I'm going to get better. Yes, and that's what happens. Yes, if you could in your life, wherever you are right now, find out how can I take the attention off my life. My stress, my worry, my overwhelm, and put my attention on somebody else, serving somebody else, your life will get better.
0: This and is actually the counterintuitive
1: how, problem that we have in this world.
0: Yeah, this is it's actually backwards. how my podcasting actually started. Um, I had a, a business that I was involved in that crashed. And I have to be in purpose. Otherwise, I feel useless. It's just for me, that is exactly what I have to be. Mm. And I went through into depression. And I um, started, uh, I wrote something, and I started on Facebook and everywhere else, just reaching out trying to, to help people with their problems, because I have to be in purpose. Mm. Somebody saw that and said, Oh, I'd like you to podcast on my network. And I said, what's a podcast? I didn't know, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, here I am. And, you know, I uh, 13 months on that program. And believe me, it was a wonderful training. It's, I call it the soap opera training because people ah. don't turn up, the internet drops, this, that, etc. Right? Yes. And then started my own. Even when I started my own, I still didn't quite know what I was doing technically. And mm-hmm. I thought, just do it and it will come. That's right. it. <laughs> And I knew it. I had to do it. And, and, and oh, you've got to do it this way. You've got to do it that way. You know, thank you. But I just got to follow the way that's shown to me, right?
1: Get out of the seeking mode. And yes. what happened is we are so conditioned as you were, as I am, as a young person, you get conditioned. No, no, you have to go for that A. You yeah. have to work very hard. You have to compete with your, your, your fellow students. You have to be the best. You have to be number one, get the gold star. When the reality is right now, if you're stuck wherever you are listening and, and doing this, um, you know, you can do simple small things. There's this great book that just came out by James Clear. It's called Atomic Habits. And his simple premise is you just do incremental small things. Yeah. If you want to you know get fit, do five pushups for a week. Just do them every day. When you can start priming yourself with sim- simple incremental small changes, you get this in- inertia, momentum. It sounds simple. But this book has sold 3 million copies because people need simple reminders, simple, actionable things. And that's what it is. And I also teach that similar concept and have for years, but I love it because he calls it atomic habits. It's very simple, but it's incremental change. And it shows through the, the, the theory of compounding those little incremental changes in 365 days, you're 34% further along your right. way. If you've right. never done anything, you go negative this yes. percentage, yes. You, go, you get worse. So incremental small things in your life can change your life and it's time is an illusion anyway yeah. so just go in the inspiration go with that one thing just do it consistently and you watch what happens in your life it changes
0: there's two c's i'd like to get rid of and that's comparison and competitiveness
1: mm, me you know, too.
0: competitiveness is is in the sports or if you in a competition that's fine it's it's what level it's on but comparison i think is deadly And the moment you start comparing yourself to someone, you're letting yourself down. You're letting your essence leak out, right? So right.
1: So You know what Mark Twain says about that, Sarah? mm -mm. Mark Twain says, comparison is the death of joy.
0: Oh, 100% agree. Because you've lost yourself. I'm trying to be like that person, but that is that person. I'm me, you know? And I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm somebody's cup of black coffee instead, right? (laughs) Don't try and please everyone. Because you're comparing yourself, I want to be like Oprah, right? Uh. Oprah is Oprah. We have a lot of similarities in our philosophy, in our approach to life, and even sometimes in in the way we conduct um, um, our shows. That she's Oprah. I'm very. I agree with you. I think she's an incredibly powerful woman, and the beauty of what it is, she's been completely open about her own spiritual journey. Yeah, and
1: she's completely open
0: about it. And process. so many people that she's, she has, you know, ignited, ignited their heart and souls through that because she was willing to be vulnerable. And I think the greatest gift you can give to someone is your vulnerability.
1: Yes, your authentic self. Yes. Exactly. Be your authentic self. And you find when you're being authentic, so much of who you are is entered. You enter this conversation. You serve people from that place because we are all fingerprints. We're all snowflakes. We're all unique. <laughs> mm-hmm. My band, one, of the, one of the songs from our, our record fortunately is fingerprint and the song basically talks about you being original why are you trying to get so caught up in this comparison yeah. mentality when you are original you're supposed to be the way you are for a purpose in this divine matrix this divine cosmic soup that we all live in this oneness find what that purpose is but go into your heart to find it don't go to your head to find no. it because it'll always elude you because you'll compare yourself Yes. To everybody
0: it'll be then the ego am i enough shouldn't i be doing this whether well, da, da, da. no you know it's uh the, i think also get out of the illusion that you have to please everyone or you have to you know one size fits all <laughs> yeah <laughs> right no size fits all and and it doesn't matter if you're petite or extra large in your life you know it is you are the size you are meant to be for the essence that, that you were meant to be and for the people you're meant to be for and that is don't also do it to look for the praise. Uh, we may never get thanked for the people that we give the energy to or we ignite the heart and soul to, but if they go on and help someone else, that's thanks enough,
1: mm, right? That's so great. Once again, Sarah, you're brilliant at priming these inspirational ideas in my mind. So speaking of Oprah, at her book, you know, um, the, the beautiful book that she wrote on What Happened to You, at the end of it, she's for 25 years. I think she said she interviewed 50,000 people in 25 mm. years. And she said, all of them, not one of them, did not ask this question at the end of it, of the interview Obama, Beyonce, yeah. Robin Williams, yeah. Michael Jackson. Was that good?
2: Yeah.
1: After, was that good? Am I yeah. basically, quote, was you know, I
0: enough? <laughs>
1: was I enough? Am yes. I enough? Everybody. Yes. And what does that say? Yeah. We just want to be loved. We just want to be accepted. We want to be okay. Yeah. What if you're okay with yourself and knew that your authentic self is showing up in this world exactly, your inspiration to do what you want to do? What if you honored your authentic self more than you did what the Joneses thought of you yes. and your comparison? You Just think of how your life would change, how you would find your purpose, and how you would serve people from a whole higher level of energy that you don't even tap into because you're so caught up in comparison. Yeah. That's why Oprah, that book is so profound because- yeah. She reveals so much in there about her life and how her show therapized her. And she just wants to help kids now. She wants to help people deal with childhood trauma. And that's what this book's about. But isn't that interesting? Am I enough? Yeah. Of Barack Obama. I mean, these incredible people. Uh, You think they're powerful. They still, at the end of every interview, she was like, whoa, was that okay? Did I do good? Yeah. That just, that blew me away when I learned that about her. and think that's what we all are, right? We're all in this comparison mentality. Yeah, we we have to- as a way of life, get ourselves out of it through conditioning, yes. conditioning yes. presence in your life, through habits, through rituals, through awareness. And it's just it's something you have to choose to do. And it, yeah. you, you can't just like it's not going to accidentally happen. No, it no. has to be a choice of your awareness.
0: You know, I think the spiritual journey has been since the beginning of time and I, we lived so intuitively with the land, you know, with the animal kingdom, you know, with the environment, um, because that was, we were a part of it. Mm -hmm. And we didn't put ourselves above it. And then came kind of the technical age. And, you know, we started industrial and and, um, manufacturing and all of that's all part of progress. It's all, you know, I'm not knocking technology, but I am knocking how we use it. Um, And with that, we kind of put ourselves above Any other species, and when you look at other species and how they respect the planet, respect other animal 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 life, we're the only ones that will uh, kill someone out of hate or out of greed, or or do harm to one another because we don't like each other. You know, uh, I don't see other animals doing that. They'll do it over territory. They'll do it over life threatening. They'll do it over food. But I don't like your tail. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's, well, you don't see that
1: my beautiful dog pepper she's a little yorkie and she's an amazing dog she's like our i call her my my daughter's hairy little sister because she's like <laughs> a kid in the family as if you have pets I know oh yes everybody oh, yes. agrees they're yes. one of us they're oh, one of us 100%. but our little dog will get in a, a little argument and like kind of you know go at another dog mm-hmm. and then you, you watch they're they're my teachers they will separate and it's like it never happened whereas right. us how dare he enter my space yes. i cannot yes. believe he was so offended and we're talking about it a week later yeah. the dogs or, or ducks are the same yeah. way you see a duck they just like placidly go on the, like it yeah. never happened right why do we take our ego is the problem we take yes. it on in this time-bound illusion you need to learn from nature about how to live in this world
0: yes we do we do i mean i think a lot of um, the issue to do with spirituality is that Um, so many TV shows have made spirituality all about cults and Mm. evil. And, Mm. you know, that's the manipulation, right? And it's like, we have been spiritual creatures since the beginning of time. We just lost our way. We disconnected. And Mm. and a lot of the time, two people become afraid of, I don't want to be just part of the one. I don't want to lose my individuality. No, we're not asking you to lose your instrument. We're just asking you to bring your instrument to the collective.
1: Yes. So we could all... uh, Upregulate, so we can all enhance
0: so we can all get onto the same harmonious vibe right those good vibrations
1: speaking of that sarah that's exactly what we're going on and what we're going through because when i went through this illness and this challenge this physical challenge back in January, February, I called it my COVID cocoon because I'm claustrophobic. And I was in, I don't know if you've been to MRI chamber. Yeah, I have. Now. Yes. And I'm claustrophobic
0: so, too. Yeah, yes. Four and a half
1: hours in this <laughs> yeah. thing. And I thought, wow, this is truly the test. So that was one of the hardest things I went through beyond the paralysis, just being in that kind of coffin, if you will. And I and I started to use my imagination. And once again, making your yeah. traumas in your life, your spiritual practice. Yes. I was, I'm going to be like, I'm in an inchworm. I'm like an inchworm or a, a, you know, caterpillar. It's going to turn into this monarch butterfly. This is like what the planet's going through right now. This rigor mortis, this dying of the old way. Mm -hmm. So this new monarch butterfly, this higher enlightened being can emerge. And that's what I took away from my experience. Mm -hmm. I was in the COVID cocoon. I came out of it. I had this experience, which I would not change. It taught me about the highest part of me. That is what is used to serve purpose.
0: And that was exactly. his purpose. Yeah. There
1: it is. Yeah. Let that be your spiritual practice. And right. this higher part of us is what heals the world, yes. what takes the lower energy and transmutes it into higher energy. You just have to have the awareness and the ability not to label it, but to surrender to it. Yes. My theme was positive surrender. After the first day, the first day I was terrified because I thought I was paralyzed. I didn't know. Doctor said, hey, a lot of people die from this. Their diaphragms collapse and they have no motor functions. And it just, this is possible. They're very much straight shooting with me right out of the mm. gate. But after I knew what I had, it was Guillain-Barre syndrome. I was going to get immunoglobulin G. I was going to go through physical therapy. I never had fear or doubt again for those next 20 days because, because I focused you work
0: with them. You work with it, right? I surrendered to it. Yes. But how do you experience
1: yes. the Dao How do you experience water? You have to be mm. one with it. You can't yes. grasp it. When you grasp right. it, it eludes you. I surrendered to it like I would have surrendered to the ocean. I just became yeah. one with the, with the paralysis. And I just made that my spiritual practice. And at the end of the day, I have an experience now that I can serve people with that I never could have taught and served from that place if I didn't have it. So it was a yeah. gift.
0: You know, going back to sayings, there was, um, was saying in the beginning before we did the show that I was given another saying, uh, the universe is going to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and change it up. Mm. Um. And we have been shaken. You know, we've, we've been awoken. We've been asked to stand up. And we've been asked to change it up. But I don't know if you know anything about the Celtic runes. But there is a wonderful rune called Haglas. And that is disruption. Mm. And before you can have clarity, you have to have disruption. Mm. And we are going through the disruption right now, which is yeah. shaking out the old. And what is the old doing? Al-Qaeda, you know, um, yes. Texas, ISIS, right, yeah. Yeah, ISIS, all of that. They're desperately trying to hold on to the old, right? Because that's where yeah. they were secure. That's where they thought they were powerful. Mm-hmm. And they're desperately trying to hold on to it. But the more they're trying to hold on to it, the hands are be- like oil slicks. It's falling away because yeah. it's not meant to be. The energies have shifted. More and more people, and we don't see this on CNN. We don't see this on Fox News. They like to take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption. Of
1: course, of course. Fear
0: sells. That's the way they control everyone, right? Have them paralyzed in fear. But the more and more we step up with our energy and the vibrational energy of love starts at 585 hertz, Mm -hmm. If you step up into that, you can't knowingly go and do harm to anyone else because it's against that vibration. And the higher you go with that frequency, the more you're changing the energies within you and around you. And the more we tilt that energy more to that harmonious side. But it is up to each and every one of us to decide, I'm not going to feed the ego. I'm not going to feed the pain. I'm not going to feed the trauma. I recognize it. I mean, as I said, some of the people with the stories that they've shared, they can share them now because they're no longer a part of them. It's the catalyst of what made them who they are today. Uh, What is a trauma for? It's to show you what you can become.
1: Amen, sister. Amen, sister. And that's what, you know, I learned a great word. Years ago, a, a wonderful spiritual teacher named Larry, I forget his last name, he he came up with this word. And I think about, we are obese with information. He called mm. it, we have infobesity. Yes. We are yes. obese with information. This infobesity, I thought about infobesity and how this world right now is obese with news, negative news, information about everything, you know, just we're overwhelmed. Uh-huh. And it's the, the infobesity that's taking so many people out of their presence yes. and out of their, their now-ness, out of their ability to become
2: now-ist.
0: tune in,
1: in, yes, not resonate. there,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: you're talking about that 550 megahertz, right? Yeah. This, uh, this threshold of elevation, of enlightenment. Yes. But if you're living at lower levels, yeah. you're gonna continually Spire. bring in more low energy you, mean, obviously, you probably read Dr. Hawkins' Power Versus Force, that wonderful book.
0: Yes. Well, a yes. long time ago. Yes. Yes. We <laughs>
1: talked about that. Everything is energy. So yes. Absolutely. Why everything. are we resonating with low levels of energy when your mission is to upregulate these energy systems in exactly. your body, in your awareness, in your chakras, in your energy centers, to upregulate the planet, the Gaia. We connect to the oneness. That's how we get to those higher levels of energy.
0: Right. And with those higher ele- ele- elevations, we actually understand more and more our meaningful purpose here. And it's it's beyond this world. It's part of the universe. You yes. know, I, I don't know if you watched um, Doctor Strange.
1: Yes, love right. that and movie so there, much.
0: There is a wonderful part where she pushes him out of his body and says, yeah, what do goes, you think you are? You're matter? You yeah. know, and then he goes on this whole trip. And it's like, if we could push ourselves out of our of our vehicle i call it the vehicle if yes. we can push ourselves out of this vehicle and see our beautiful essence mm. of energy and divine information and love and really give that the light that it needs and then put it back in our body and start to glow you know that would be is absolutely there, fabulous and,
1: you know that is not that it's not a quantum leap it's not hard no. to do that uh-huh. awareness is the key the very first day of my life seminar i taught about awareness day one because i believe awareness is the key if you're not aware, if you're just droning along in your life for your regular habits, you're thinking, I got to do the things I got to do every day. It's like Groundhog's Day. Your awareness is not activated. Awareness is the key to upregulate these energy response in your system, in your life, and in the world. But most people aren't aware. Yeah, it's I step do. one. The minute you know you are stressed, there's your first step out of stress. Yeah. But if you just live in this drone of time, you're just pulled out of your awareness. So your energy cannot expand. You cannot upregulate. So awareness is step one. So I offered up to people listening and viewing. What is your awareness? How, what is your awareness practice? Are you in touch with the energy fields of your body and your thinking? Are you allowing this infobesity to overrun yeah. your life and your habitual way of living? If it is, no wonder you're stuck in the same place you're stuck in.
0: A, f- um, a couple of months ago, I had something that happened that kind of shook my world up a bit. And I went through the emotions. And everybody is say, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And, I, and you know, I was just going through the emotions. And I did a show on it afterwards because I, I do a show on Sarah's View of Life every week, which is just my perspective. And I say, we need to go through the emotions. I had to go through the anger, the pain, the confusion, the this and that. I had to go through that. I had to spend those emotions for me to then have clarity. Right. And one thing we don't do, we're looking for the answer without going through the emotions because those emotions are clearing things out. They're... they're The the eraser on the chalkboard, right? Mm. There's, again, too much information up there. It's not relative to you. You want to know what to do. You're going to have to listen from the inside out. If the outside feels like it's being shattered, right, then go for the emotions. Uh, But the whole thing about emotions, they're extremely important. They tell us exactly how to feel in the moment. But they're there to be spent, not to become emotional about
1: emotion is the energy of the body mm-hmm. right because you have an experience and the emotion is trapped in the body
0: right and you gotta so, spend it <laughs> and what
1: happens and here's one thing that dr joe Dispenza. if you haven't listened or, or read any dr joe Dispenza, i highly recommend drjoe.dispenza.com. he's amazing but he talks about this thinking feeling loop
2: mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you have a
1: thought think about it sir you have a thought and it's an anxious panicky thought yes and you have that thought all of a sudden cortisol Chemistry in your body is upregulating, which exacerbates the thinking mind to go to more negative, so more cortisol. (gasps) What if, what if, what if? Feeling (laughs) loop. Yes. so what if we invert that and we think, oh, no, 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 I'm going to meditate, I'm going to pray, I'm going to visualize feelings of the end of what I want to Mm. manifest in my life, and then all of a sudden, adrenaline, epinephrine, Mm. serotonin upregulates, then more thoughts, then what do you know? The awareness and the focus changes the chemistry of your thinking and feeling loop that's how you start getting out of stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and out of this, I don't know, it could be an imposter syndrome or whatever you're feeling in your life.
0: I think, you know, for me, it's also about redirect. Uh, I know that music, for me, um, Mm, and the beauty of music, it's not just the music and the words, it is literally the changing of the frequency within my psyche. Yes. Right. So I listen to certain music, I'm probably busy doing my thing, or even just looking at uh, wonderful things of animal rescues or cute dogs or doing that things that are going to open my heart, things that are going to make me feel good, and the music and at the same time, those two things are completely changing the chemistry in my body, calming me down. So now I can think and feel clearly. I never go on my thoughts only that's when I go into a spiral, Mm -hmm. when I can feel my knowledge, then I know it's the truth.
1: I think it's so right. The feeling is the secret. And that's also one of the chapters in my book is talking about feeling being the secret. Yes. But what happens is we get in that thinking, feeling loop. But the problem with that is like it takes you out of your presence. And Mm -hmm. in your life and all of our lives, 96% of what we do every day is run by our subconscious mind. Oh, yeah. So if Automator. we're doing if right, so if we don't, if we have our subconscious mind has been programmed to do all the things we don't want and what we don't like, right. we're in negative patterns. Then what do you think is going to show up in the universe? The law of attraction, yeah. the law of identical yes. artists is going to activate. And you're going to yes. get more of that in your life. So that's why what you're doing by listening to music and happy shows and upregulating these experiences, these hormones in your body, yeah. then you're creating a subconscious loop. That's going to, by kind of initiation of the subconscious pattern program, bring more of that into your life but if you're on the other track if you're on that negative track why do you think more negative things are going to happen because you're running these programs and these patterns subconsciously
0: the universe will give you what you put out and if what you're putting out is negative that's what they say they're going to give you i say paint your canvas of the picture you want to see you want to be in that's why i'm you know i'm always in movies yes feel feel it it. attach to it. it Yeah. So
1: I'm a realtor property manager. That's part of how I monetize the nowest mission across this world. And I would sell properties and I'd get a new listing and perhaps it wouldn't be selling for a while. I realized the reason this house hasn't sold is because I have not placed a new buyer in it. Right. So what I would do is speaking of, because I don't believe in goal setting, I'm not, I don't believe in a goal of selling that house. Right. I believe in thinking from the end. So what I would do right. is i walk in that house, and I put my arms out, I close my eyes, and I would imagine it's Christmas time, Ooh. and I would see this Christmas tree, and I would imagine it's Christmas time, and I'm coming over and I smell the turkey, I smell the bread, I feel the love, I hear the new the, the music of Christmas. You know, I taste the eggnog that they're handing Whoa. me because I'm bringing them a gift because I just closed Esker on this property. And I'm bringing them a gift. And I would do that every night. Before yeah. I would go to bed and every morning before I wake up, because my brain waves are what's it's called fade wave frequency. Mm-hmm. This very low subconscious brainwave yes. frequency. And so what do you know? I sold so many properties, I've helped so many people in their real estate endeavors because I was thinking from the end instead of about the end. And so can you. You yes. need to think about not you need to feel, not think about what it is you want to manifest in your life. Right. Pro, using yeah. all five of your senses from the end. Then you activate the law of attraction the law of identical harvest. And what do you know? The universe conspires with you and you have manifested like a true being of light.
0: Right. I mean, what you feed is what will grow. So you may as well feed the vision of what you want to grow. Um, And I think also that is a lot to do with people is... They're still so caught up in the loop of expectation they haven't yet come to terms with who they are from the inside out. So it's like oh we're very well you know putting out what I what I want to, to grow. I don't know. I don't know how to open my heart. I've been hurt and I said for me it's like watch the children play. Watch the puppy dogs play Okay, go I in amongst it. nature the trees yes. will rustle and torture you the ocean will slap against the shores the wind will blow the cobwebs from your hair and be immersed in nature and life around you it will open up your heart and you, with that you will feel and when you start feeling that's when you start understanding you start seeing the possibilities
1: here's a little simple trick so if you want to be a nowist if you want to learn what being a nowist is Go to a schoolyard, watch mm. little three, four-year-old kids. They're <laughs> Batman. They're Wonder Woman. Yes, they're in their castle. They're playing swords. They're playing. They're they're in their imagination. They're living as nowists because they don't care what people think about them. Yeah. They're in childlike bewilderment. Yes. I love Rumi because Rumi, the brilliant Rumi, said Rumi says, "Sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment."
2: Mm. That's
1: living as a nowist. Little children know how to live in a nowist. As a now out of time, in their imagination. Out of expectation of what people think of them. If you want to learn what that's like, experience little children and be like Rumi. Sell your cleverness and purchase that bewilderment. Right.
0: I always say to people, you know, where's your wonderment? You know, when we stop wondering, when we stop wanting to, to explore and to see what else is out there you know when we stop stop. that then we become stagnant we become stale we become fermented we need to constantly keep the wonderment out there that's what that you know that expectation of what is tomorrow going to bring to me mm,
1: that's the right? joy that's the good stuff yes. that's the energy that drives you It takes you where you're supposed yeah. to go before you even showed up on this planet that's connecting to the energy of the oneness of the universal divine oneness that we are all part of that we return to that we come from living in that's what nowist does yes. you know near-death experience you've probably read about near-death experiences and every one that i've ever read and nita marjani is coming to mind she wrote a great book called dying to be me and she said when she was in heaven when she was up in that oneness she saw her father her sister her past her friend she also saw her cancer riddled body oh. down on earth but she saw in a moment in a flash because she's up there there's only now there's only oneness. She saw why she had the cancer, why everything happened. Yeah. And when she was going back into her body, she saw herself already healed. Yeah. So there is only eternity and infinity in the present moment. We just need to live there more often in that yes. oneness. And that's the trick. Like get out of time, live as a now, live, live in the now, live as a nowist. And you'll find that your life will start to shift and you'll just start to being a, like the sun. I love it. Hafiz this brilliant. Persian poet says, just look at the sun. The sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Right. Just imagine what a love like that does. It lights up the whole sky. Right. See that light.
0: Mm-hmm. I've got a light in my life right now where I have a six month old grandson.
1: Oh, that is a light.
0: I know. That's what that a teacher. Is a light. Oh boy, is it?
2: There's your
1: teacher. And uh,
0: a little while ago, um, my daughter and her husband and the baby had gone away. I was looking after their cats and they came home and he was tired and he had had a very busy weekend And she put him on my lap while she's doing things. And this he was five months at the time. Just it was like he was telling me all about his weekend and his eyes were lit up um, and the expression coming out of him. And it was like, really what else happened? And it was just wonderful. And uh, last time I was there, he he had started rolling and they thought they had pillows either side that he wouldn't and he rolled off the bed. And of course, first time parents there, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, do we need to take him to hospital and he was having a cry and I said let him cry it out let him cry it out we can look afterwards and they bring out the lights in his eyes and everything else he stopped crying he looked at me and he smiled and I said he's fine <laughs> <laughs> he's fine this is the his first language. of any bumps yes exactly. you, spoke, you
1: spoke his language he spoke to you in yes. his baby talk and you knew yes. exactly what he was saying long
0: before he got here actually long before yes. he got here we have already had that conversation
1: isn't so, that gorgeous yeah. such a gift Sarah I love that because you are oh, inspiring other people other people <laughs> because you and i we, we bring this conversation to light
2: mm-hmm. because
1: people need to hear this message people need to apply this to their life it's not as difficult as they think right. don't allow the info of the world to pull yes. you out of these higher levels of consciousness you have to make it a way of life you have to bring the light to the world you have to be this example be the role model pay it forward to people and then your life will get better then collectively will get better Right. It starts with you, and you are that example, so thank you no. for, for what you are in this world.
0: Right back at you, darling, right back at you. You know, um, um, I, I, you know activism is great because it, it does shake things up, but I'm saying that actionism is the new activism. I don't want to hear the rant and rave about anything anymore. Mm. I want to see the action on it. What mm. are you doing about it? Do you know what the problem is? So what can you peacefully, harmoniously, collectively do to be a part of the solution do
1: you know what step one is sarah your thoughts yes your thoughts think about we're all energy right we're Mm -hmm. mostly energy we're mostly energy we're not the physical we're we're energy yes we're energy and we're water the planet is 70 percent water we are 70 percent water right so we're, we're mostly energy yes your thoughts and your words have energy yes if you want to do something in this world, don't get caught up in the overwhelming, the negativity, use your powerful thoughts and your imagination to focus on the good. Watch yourself talk. When you start yeah. gossiping about the, the news and this COVID yes. thing and this thing and the Afghanistan and all this, find ways to get positive, to speak positively. Don't gossip about your neighbors,
2: mm-hmm. find
1: ways to spend love that will change the energy. That simple step can change so much of your day and the world. But all of us love to prate on right. about the news, the drama, yeah. the Joneses, the guy I mean, yeah. it's so, it doesn't even feel good. No. It does not feel good.
0: No. I just, as I said, recently have come back from Montreal, and I went with my 88-year-old friend who is a Montrealan, and she wanted to go back and see her home. One last time and i'd never been you know 41 years in canada hadn't been wow and i'm seeing it through this childlike eyes as we're coming into land she's jumping up and down in a seat she's five foot dark, tiny she can <laughs> out me i mean she's wow. so you know physically strong and i mean she had us walking to death for the first three days because i had to see wow. everything and, that's amazing and she is i mean just phenomenal and but seeing the city through her eyes. Oh, you've got to see this. Oh, you've got to see that. We've got to go here. We've got to go there. Joy, and it was just joy, that sheer yes. joy you know, of it. And we were in a wonderful hotel that was um, not a commercial hotel. It was a mm. beautiful old building that had been converted. And all the people there were really wonderful. It was mm. a wonderful experience. But mm. It's because I would have done it differently had I been on my own. But doing it with her. I mean, we saw every nook and cranny, but it was just so wonderful to see it through that, that wonderment Mm -hmm. and that joy and the memories coming up in her life of happy days and everything. And it's a, I think we have to realize it's a choice. It's a choice of what we feed. It's a choice in how we think. It's a choice in how we feel. Even, you know, I get the bad days. I get the doom, you know, down days. That's part of it. What do I need to do? I need to feed myself energy. I need to feed myself love. So do what you need to do that you know will feed you the love.
1: Absolutely. I do one-on-one coaching, Sarah. You know, I have this 12-week program called Becoming Your Infinite Self, and I'm working with a client right now. He's 84, and he's alone, and he, he suffers so much from physical ailments from the loneliness. Just talk yes. about self-talk and yes. words. And, mm. But yeah, when you're focused on yourself right and you focus on your problems and your thoughts and your and your time-bound self and you don't put that energy out into the world like you you were with mm-hmm. this person mm-hmm. you together upregulated each other through that higher levels of energy when you can i, I said you got to get out of this lonely go find somebody that cannot even thank you and serve them if right. you can't physically go call somebody yeah right write a letter do something to be of service from somebody else that cannot thank you or repay you. And that giving Then all of a sudden, you already know, more people will come visit yeah. you. He has a yes. beautiful persimmon tree. They're all going to be coming ripe here this next month. Persimmons mm-hmm. are so, I don't know if you had Fuyu persimmons are amazing. Mm-hmm. They look like Halloween pumpkins. They taste like candy. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. So he gives these to his neighbors. I said, you can, you can pay this forward to people yeah. and you can just offer send them notes and say, hey, I want come over and get persimmons. Like yeah. how can you be of service to other people? And right. then your life will get better. That's how you change the world. That's how you change your little world yeah. initially.
0: And loneliness is a killer. Oh, it's a, and, and, you know, it's, um, there are many, many people that are lonely in a crowd because they don't feel seen, they don't feel heard, they don't feel anybody's in the same connection. So, yeah. you know, it is also for you to go and find your tribe. Those people that are like vibe as you, mm. like energy as you, yes. right? Yes. Because then you will elevate each other and collectively together you'll be that symphony that will resonate with other people.
1: Oh, you've right? heard it a million times, right? Rising tides buoy all shit. Yes. Like yes. You can get in that ocean of uh, every more people. Think about more people you can help. Yeah. People that don't even know you, like you're, it's like, so the way, when I started this seminar, we started with our intention, our intention for the seminar. There is a study at the Maharishi university where they had people meditate, right? They meditated on just this neighborhood. And I think it was Chicago they, or Illinois. They, yeah, they, 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 meditated on this neighborhood just to send out love. Mm-hmm. And in this time that they meditate, I think it was like six months, the crime rate in yeah. this city dropped by like 25%. Only because these people, these, these like 10 professional meditators were sending this love yes. and this higher level of energy out. They were just sending it. And then what do you know? The crime rate dropped 25%. Right. Like yes. What does that say about how we are all connected yes. and how and you and your loneliness can go pay it forward to the world? Everybody gets better. Everybody benefits. But You've then got to you be interactive.
0: We've got to yeah. be interactive. We've got to participate in our own lives. It's not waiting for something to come to you. It's being a part of something and then allowing it to take you where it needs to take you because it's got the path there for you. You just have chosen to take a different path, get off that path. And, you know, I, I mean, there's a wonderful book. I'm sure you've read it. It's uh, who moved my cheese by Spencer Johnson.
1: Oh yeah. It's a classic.
0: Yes. Absolute classic. You know, two men, two mice around a bunch of cheese, the cheese gone, Sniffy and scurry going sniff and scurry it out. Hem and ha. you know, where's my cheese. I'm going to sue yes. someone. And hem finally, I'm getting hungry. I've got to go out and look for it. And yeah. you know, it, it's, it is up to us, you know, we can't control what happens to us, but we can control what we do about it. Yes. Right.
1: It, it's our moments of decision that change our whole life. And are yes. you going to make a new decision today? Yes. Do something small, start yeah. small, yes. right? Great things are done with small little steps. First, the doubt Ching: a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Right. Take that step. Don't be caught up in the outcome. Right. Just take the step in awareness And peace and oneness with your imagination, focused on what it is you want. And just incremental change is so slow. But if you do it as a habitual way of living, then but mostly it comes from serving. I just love to be of service to people. Oh, yes. I love to pay it forward. I love to send out books to people for free. I love sending them to neighbors that don't even know or people that I've interacted with and I just get their address and. A book will show up and they'll mm. change their life because they'll start reading about, whoa, yeah. presents. And it was so nice of you. I didn't, you didn't have to, you know, give me this book. I'll buy it. No, 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 no. You're giving me the gift of giving it to you. Right. Now you it. will
0: pay it forward. Exactly. Right. Because that's and the, the whole thing about paying them. it forward. Right. And, you so, know, each one of us is a book in our life. And some people have many chapters. Some people, you know, don't. And it's not a comparison about how many chapters you got. But stop looking to the end of the book. Right, I I, I made a statement many 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 years ago when I was a kid. Um, When I get to the end of my book, I just want to know I've counted, that I've I've served, and that I'm remembered for that.
1: Just like Oprah's right, Oprah's, Oprah's realization with all those interviews.
0: Right, and and it's just in the end, it's really what we want as human beings is to know that we are of service to each other, right, and that we're loved, and and that we're loved, and that we we are are a community. You know, that we, that we're a unity and it's, and it's not about um, restriction It's that when we come together, those energies together, it's, it's the greater heights in that support and that love for each other, that we can go far out of the stratosphere, far out of our limited human thinking. Hmm. If we would only allow ourselves to go there and you don't you know, anytime you're starting to look for an explanation of something, you, you've gone into your mind, yeah. right? The explanation of the knowingness is in the heart and soul. It's there. And, you know, uh, what do I know? I don't know. I just know I know.
1: See, and that's the counterintuitive nature of, of problem solving, I guess, of getting in this world and being in this world. Of course, Jesus says, I'm in this world, but not of this world. Right. You know, we have to learn that it's a counterintuitive yes. thing. And I, I don't, I'm a golfer. I love golf. And golf is a very counterintuitive sport. Because you think I'm going to hit that ball as hard as I can, like a muscle, this muscle thing, the harder you try to hit it, the ball goes in all these crazy directions. The counterintuitive nature of golf is you have to let the swing kind of choose you. You yeah. have to move one with it in fluid motion, mm-hmm. in fluid tempo, and then when you do that, you hit the ball perfectly straight and really long. So life is kind of like that; it's counterintuitive. Yes. Yeah, you have to get out of the thinking, seeking mode, and get mm. into the heart-centered, feeling mode, and let this choosing of happen. Let it be. Cho- let you get chosen through this. Yeah. Let the thoughts choose you. Let the golf swing chooses you. Like you just have to get out of the seeking mode and yeah. just allow. And there's this great book by Michael Singer called "You Know the Untethered Soul." You probably read that book. He also has a book called The uh, Surrender Experiment. Mm -hmm. It's all about just letting go. It's all about just uh, allowing things to happen. And what do you know? This guy became a billionaire from surrendering and allowing things to, not with like a Pollyanna way where he's just being taken advantage of, but he was just aware and surrendered to what was showing up because he was putting out so much goodness in the world that what do you think is going to show up? Like is attracted to like. The law of identical harvest activated. He was just in flow with it. Yeah. he became this billionaire because of that and so his, his books are very powerful because they teach about surrender and that's what i did in that hospital bed i just yes. after that first day i'm going to positively surrender to this that was my intention that was my mantra it was I'm there for surrender. a reason
0: right it was there for a reason it wasn't for you to check out it was yeah. for you to go through and then you would understand the reason at the end of it right
1: and, and I offer that up to everybody who's watching your show. It's like, you've got to learn to actively, positively surrender, not be a victim, right. not give up and just let no. someone take advantage of you. No, 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 no. You have to have your awareness, but your awareness is focused on how can I be in this moment and get the the lesson through this be moment. Present. Mm. It, be present to surrender to it. I'm There's your power. Yeah. There's your counterintuitive power. Because we're so in the, we're in the doing, we're, we're doers. We're, it sounds corny, you know, we're human beings, not human doings, but most of us are human doings.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's actually a book that I recommend for you. It's called The Magician and also The Last Shaman.
1: And Ooh, I've heard of both of those. I haven't read yes. them.
0: Though. Oh, no, I've, I've interviewed the guy and, and definitely it was one of those books that had an impact on me because Ooh, it was, it. especially The Magician was, you know, the guy going through an experience and somebody coming along and just metaphoring for him mm-hmm. and then The Last Shaman was, again, one of those ones which I think you will enjoy very much. And same his offer, journey, same, same author, offer. and he was sick for nine years and nobody could say what was wrong with him and he just didn't know what was wrong with him and he sat down on a bench and a guy sat next to him and said, what if you decided there was nothing wrong with you? That was <laughs> it.
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: So, you know, it's, it's a wonderful journey of him, um, but I do recommend those. Um, I want to talk quickly about your music before we close off. What kind of music is it? Um, are you... Jazz, are you rock? Are you country? What are you?
1: So with my bandmate and I, Kirsten Candy is her name. Our band is called In the Present Tense. And our new record, fortunately, just came out May May 6th on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And so we performed eight of those songs live at the seminar. Our new seminar is coming up this coming May. But the, the music is largely higher levels of conscious content. The lyrically, musically, uh, harmonically melodically, it's all comes from spirit. The songs were written specifically from my book. And there are 10 songs that teach you how to live as a nowist, but we live in a space of oneness in these songs. Kirsten and I are both focused. When we had the intention to write this record, we spent one year focusing on the music and we allowed it, talk about surrendering. Mm -hmm. We allowed the music and the inspiration to come through us. And then the songs were born of that inspiration and that surrendering. So if you go to in the present tense music, on uh, youtube on instagram you can go on Bandcamp, and our, our music's there as well in the present tense music is is all the names of our sites but the the music talks to you uh on an energetic level the music is coming from a place that we don't own i don't own it i don't feel like even the book, I think you would agree, Sarah. Yes. it all just comes through you. It's through you. Yes. I, I love what Phil Gibran says in The Prophet about your children. It says your children are not your children. No, nope. their That's life's true. longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you.
0: We're, we're the custodians. We have no so ownership. Yeah. These <laughs>
1: songs to me are like our little children. Yeah. Kirsten and I, we're a duo and we're both singer-songwriters. But these these songs are like little children that need like in childlike bewilderment mm-hmm. that wanted to come into this world so they can play with you. So they can have fun and they can inspire you and make you want to live in present moment awareness more often.
0: So I very much like to close the show out with one of your songs. So which one, you know, relatable to what we've talked about today, do you think we should hear?
1: You know, I like the title track. It's called Fortunately, and it's a song about living in childlike bewilderment. Mm -hmm. And this song was so well received at the seminar. It's been so well received. We did a music video of Alejo, who's a wonderful producer of this music video. And if you go to YouTube, you can check it out. Thank you so much, Sarah, for playing the song after our interview. But it's called Fortunately. It teaches you, uh, inspires you to live in childlike will It's a song on ukulele. Kirsten and I, um, we come from that whimsical place in this song. Mm. And I hope that it inspires that in you as well when you listen to it or when you go to In the Present Tense Music and watch the music video.
0: Wonderful. And how can people get the book? And how can people reach you? And how can they be a part of one-on-one or part of um, the courses?
1: Thank you, sir. Yeah, billymandarino.com. My name, www.billymandarino.com is the Can you hub. spell
0: the mandarino, please, So for people listening?
1: So, I'm Italiano. Andiamo mangiare. Let's go eat in Italian. That's let's go eat in Italian. Oh, yes. So it's
2: food. <laughs>
1: mandarino is spelled M-A-N-D-A-R-I-N-O, billymandarino.com. We're on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. And you just go to BillyMandarino.com and you'll see all the little chicklets, little tiles you can tap if you want to go to any of those social media sites. But I have a free challenge up there. I have a five day manifest your magnetic vision for your life challenge. You go to the site. I send you a video every day for five days to help prime you to get in that magnetic state of awareness that we're talking that Sarah and I talked about today. And it's my gift to you. And if my book's on audible, if I have a podcast on there as well, um, the first 18 chapters of the book are on there for free. You can listen to that if you want to just get inf- information about what the teaching is or, or find out where I'm speaking next and about our seminar which is coming up in May. Um, I'm here to be of service to a world living in stress. I just, I consider myself someone who likes to shine light in the dark mm-hmm. places of the world. And those dark places might be in you.
0: Right. And, you know, the, the thing about the dark places in us, this is not a, a thing to be ashamed of, this is not a blame. This is just a conditioning of programming that you have lived by. And knowing now that that programming no longer fits you, no longer suits you, does not serve you, and does not help you be of service to others, we have to consciously go in and change that programming, which means we have to go in and look at that program, delete it. We would do it on our computers, When our computers slow down, why are we sluggish in our lives? Why are we finding it so hard to move forward? Because we're carrying an extra load that no longer serves us. So let's go in and erase that. Doesn't mean that you ignore it. It happened to you, but it no longer is a part of you. It's propelled you forward and being open and willing to embrace what is before you by being present and energetic in the now
1: that's right when you shine light on anything that's dark it becomes light itself yes so many teachers said, just shine light on it and it'll become light itself whatever is in the darkness will become light itself that's how you transmute your life that's how you become an alchemist
0: yeah yeah and we all have that capability and um, every single one of us can listen to the universal it guide us it's just a question of tuning it change that channel that's right a, and when you do and have. you allow oh boy it's good we have the
1: power we all <laughs> we have do. the power Yes. Just step into that power and own it and just, and believe it, believe it. Don't right. doubt.
0: No, no. We have the power to empower. Mm. That's what we're here to do. Empower each other, support each other, lift each other up, because that's what elevates the entire energy. And we have to do that not only to serve and save this planet and all the species on it, um, right. but it also is a part of that collective in the universe because we're very important as earth in the universe. So that's it right. is up to us to step out of that ego, that entitlement or that confusion or expectation and step yes. into from the heart and the soul, raise yes. that energy because we have been the problem, but we can be the solution. It's amen.
1: our choice. Amen, sister. I'm, I'm, can I get an amen on a Wednesday?
0: Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> it is up to us, isn't it? Turn it on is. the volume let that energy go. Fully,
1: fully, fully. <laughs>
0: okay well this has been wonderful i've so so enjoyed this thank you so much and we're going to close out with your song and uh, people can come and to the show page they just put in your name under self, uh, discoverymedia.com and see your whole show page and your book and everything there Um, but they can also listen to some of the other music and uh, reach out to you because we can all be a knowist you know that's what we're meant to be in the now being present participating in our own lives, making our own choices, uh, being a part of the solution, being of service to one another. It's all here right now, up to us in our choice to ignite our heart and soul. And we can do it, and you're there to help. So thank, thank you so you, much.
1: You are a light in the world. I'm blessed to be here today, and I wish you all the best wherever you are today. And thank you, and God bless you, and peace be with you. Namaste
0: namaste to you too and to everyone else remember we need you it's not just you need this for your own life we need you for the collective so please step into your now step into your nowest and set your heart free okay until next time folks bye for now
2: Change fortune and But you and I just roll around. Hearts remain fortune and In this love, I'm found again. It's only you. in this memory of... up, I'm falling down, I, I remain. remain, fortunately, in this love I'm found again, so only re- A moment you feel all right. It's good and in God inside every time. Heaven is a moment you feel all right. It's good and in God inside every time.